Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, I am doing a solo podcast episode this week, and I know it's divisive for some people who listen to this podcast, but I am going live on TikTok right now. So thank you to those who are joining in already as we speak. And uh, I'm going to open up this forum for anybody who's interested. I know it's, uh, you know, not the most ideal time of day, but sometimes it's nice to um, suggest if people want to ask questions or get involved or, you know, if people want to say anything. Hello, I see Cassie has rejoined the live here. For those listening, I had started this podcast already and had done quite some time on it, but then realized about 10 or 15 minutes into it that I think everything that I had recorded was messed up. Like I <laughs> I was um, repeating myself and I think that the audio wasn't even good. And then I think that like people in the chat couldn't even write anything. I wasn't even sure. But just to be, uh, just to double check with everybody joining. First off, thank you, everybody. Hello, everybody. I'm glad you can be here. Uh, I haven't done a live in a while, so feel free to say hello. Um, you know, just comment hello, where you're from, where you're living. Uh, if you have any questions, I'd love to have a conversation with any of you today. I know it's not the most, yeah, ideal, like I said, ideal window, but um, it's nice to do this. I haven't done it in a while. And yeah, for those listening, like I said, man, I'm doing it right now. I'm doing it again. I'm repeating myself again. I'm saying again that I, this is the second attempt at doing this. Whoa, Mari Animals sending the paper crayon. Thank you so much. That's really, really nice. Thank you. Um, and oh, I wanted to say, yeah, I double checked the settings before I went live again. And people are allowed to comment. I, I was thinking earlier, because usually I have a few questions like throughout the live and I had done like 10 or 15 minutes of this and nobody had written anything. So I was really curious if I messed something up, if I had a setting turned off, but I usually don't mess with the live settings very much, if at all. So I'm very curious um, what happened there. But yeah, we can just hop right into things. I had a few interesting things I was going to talk about. Again, since it's live, as people know, uh, if there are questions or comments or things put into the chat, I will read them. Um, if I don't miss it, then I will respond to it. So feel free to say hello. Otherwise, I have some pretty cool news. Um, I texted a few friends about this the other day. And for those listening to this podcast uh, or those who are here live on TikTok right now, I have some pretty interesting news. I have uh, been working with a brand new booking agency here in Germany. Uh, for those who know about last month's live stand-up comedy show, maybe some of the people on the TikTok live don't know about that, but I'm sure everyone on the podcast does. Um, I did, you know, uh, there's clips of that show here on this channel and on every social media channel that I do that you can check out. You can, if you want to see, you know, how my live performances are. But I did a live stand-up show and it went over pretty well. Um, and I've been working with a booking agency here in Germany uh, to set up a tour. Oh, 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 oh. 
uh, and I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited about that. Um, I know that a lot of people who follow me for these goofy videos and uh, this silly content, I know a lot of people follow for, uh, are from Berlin. Oh, Gus, thanks for the rose, man. Um, I know a lot of people follow for, uh, or sorry, from Berlin. And so I'm, hold on, let me just fix the setting here. Um, I am very happy to, uh, to reveal or to, to say that, uh, I will be doing a tour. Um, of course it's not, it's not public public yet. I mean, if you're on this live, then sure you hear it. If you're on the podcast, you hear it. Um, but I can't exactly tell you where or what the venues are. Um, I mean, cities, I can say we're doing a very small three city thing at the end of this year. So later, like in the fall. Uh, and then we'll do more in early spring. So if you, when we do the announcement, uh, if you don't see your city in the initial announcement, don't worry, don't be concerned. Uh, not that anybody would. I think I've been pretty lucky with my, my followers being like really, really nice people. Uh, but don't worry, we will come to your city. Um, I'm really excited about that. I really missed touring. I really missed performing. I missed being on the road. It, it was the best. It was the best. Um, I mean, for those who have known me for a while, that was something that I did um, with music for a long time. Had a small phase where I was doing it a lot, and I really felt like this is the life for me. Like this is the, this is the place I'm supposed to be. This is where I'm supposed to be doing what I'm doing. Um, and then, of course, all that stopped. You know, like had some management issues, and the pandemic came, and blah blah blah. It's a story. It's a story as old as time. And when all that stopped, you know, things shifted more into comedy organically over time, over those years. And yeah, last month I did a live show here in Munich and it sold out within like two hours and it got, you know, a really flattering uh, piece in uh, by Risha Rundfunk, did a piece on their Capriccio series. Um, there's a Süddeutsche Zeitung article coming out. I was um, invited very kindly to the U.S. Embassy of Berlin to attend an event for the Berlinale Film Fest. And I just feel like that's such a sweet, like really loving um, recognition for this goofy stuff that I'm doing, uh, that it felt silly not to try and work on a tour. So yes, you guys, you guys hear it first. Um, by the way, there is a person who just joined this chat called Queen of Meanie Butt Mountain. I feel like I've pointed out this account before. Um, it's funny, much super funny in comparison to Jake of real estate who joined the chat, but queen of meanie, butt mountain, that name is just oh, wonderful. I feel like I have brought that up before in a different live stream before. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a tour. Um, uh, of course, I guess I could, yeah, I could say it's going to be Hamburg, Berlin and Munich. That's all I can say for now. I don't. I can't give you exact dates yet, but I can tell you that it is. It is held. It is booked. Um, there's some holding slots for like alternative. You know, there's a couple of little 
gray areas we'll have to try and, you know, play around with to see, you know, what happens and when. But um, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm really excited to, to yeah, be back on the road. Um, and then, of course, if it's if you don't live around Hamburg, Berlin or Munich, then there is going to be another little leg early next year. And for those wondering, because I talked to a friend yesterday who lives in Portugal who asked about this, the reason it's so far away, um, for those who might not know, that's kind of just how the game is. That's just kind of, that's just how it is, you know? Um, the reason why we pushed for later this year, uh, well, I did want to, I did want to have some distance between when I performed and when I go on tour. Um, and because I'm traveling to the States and there's, I have family visiting and stuff, there's reasons why it's later this year, but the reason why it's only a few shows at the end of this year and we pushed the longer part to early next year is because that's just how the game is. Like most of the places that you try to book, um, especially if you want a weekend, forget about it. These places are booked by agencies, uh, sometimes over a year in advance, you know, um, I would love to eventually be invited to, or be able to join, some comedy festivals, like, God, imagine if I would have the opportunity to go to Montreal, like that comedy festival, you know, just for laughs is, I mean, that's where, that's where the best of the best are. So there, I, I think I'm some years away from that, but I, I would love to be able to play some comedy festivals and to be able to meet some people that I really admire. That would be, um, that would be worth all the travel and, and no money at all if I could just meet some of the people that I really have a lot of admiration for. Um, but yes, that's that's just how the game is. You know, you have to um, you have to book so far in advance. And I was really surprised by that too, because I remember back in the day, music-wise, I would book a show. Uh, let's say, let's say for example, the venue that I played, I mean, this is how it was last month when I played at the Miller Club here in Munich. I played in January, right? And then I had to, um, I had to book it. I booked it in March. By the way, if anybody who is in the chat right now is somebody that I know, I think Brittany's here. Hi. If anyone's in the chat, um, Maybe send me a text to let me know if comments are turned off on the live. Usually I have a lot of people asking questions by now. It's been a good 10 minutes, but I feel like maybe I have a setting turned off that I just don't know about, um, which I want to make sure to fix that if anyone is trying to ask something. Uh, Buzzed Aphantasia, thank you very much for the follow. That's really great. I appreciate that. Um, Queen of Meanie Butt Mountain, thank you for subscribing. That's very cool. That's I really appreciate that very, very much. Thank you. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, I played that show in Mila last month, right? So January 2024. I booked that show in March of 2023. You know, that was almost a year in advance because I really wanted to do it on a Saturday. And I mean, I was happy for them. I was very happy for the venue that um, they had so many bookings. You know, they were like, hey man, you know, live music, it's back, baby. And we just can't give you anything before next January, which was, it ended up being good for me because it gave me plenty of time to not only forget that I had it booked, <laughs> but plenty of time to practice and 
you know, um, <laughs> basically build my set because originally I wanted to book it long before I had anything finished and it gave me time to like build something and then edit it and then edit it and then edit it, edit it, edit it, edit it, edit it. Um, but yeah. Oh, Exami or Zami, thank you for the follow. I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I booked it a long time ago. So that's how it is. Like now there's this little tour coming and, you know, it's early 2024 and we're going to book, there's a few things we were able to lock, um, not on Saturdays. Um, that'll be down the road when I can do bigger venues, probably when I have a bit more, um, I, I hate to use the word like power, but when I have a bit more like say, you know, when I have a bit more of like audience numbers to be able to say like, Hey, I really want to do this. Let's find a way to do it. Um, That'll come down the road, but for now, yeah, it's booked very far in advance, and we will see how things go. Um, but yeah, little tour for the end of the year, and we're going to be able to announce it soon. I mean, I'm not telling you something like crazy. You know, it's um, very, it's cool news. It's exciting news. It's nothing that's like super, super secret. Um, I just can't like literally announce, um, I just can't announce ticket sales yet because like I said before, the Milla show sorry, the Miller show, um, when we announced it officially sold out in like two hours. So if we have three shows, especially one of them being in Berlin, which is where the majority of my audience lives, then we have to have everything completely settled before I can like push it live. Like before we can really like sell it and put it into the main, into the ether of, of reality, you know? Um, again, I did want to just mention here, it's probably really annoying for people listening, but if you are someone in this chat who knows me personally, um, make sure to send me a message to let me know if comments are turned off. I feel like at this point they have to be because nobody's even written into the chat to say, you know, no worries, you know, no problem. Um, we can say things. I feel like they must be, which is really really strange because I don't remember ever turning them off. Hold on. Hold on. Let me see. I can say something here. Let's see. I can try this. Waiting to see if someone wrote me anything. Um, let me look at my settings and be sure comment settings allow comments. Um, let me do that and that. So strange. Now I feel like it's almost like a game. Let's, let's do this. Oh, thank you, Brittany. Now I see it. Comments are for subs only. That's so weird. That's so weird. I didn't click that setting. I never, I never did that. Hold on a second. Comment settings. Allow comments. Well, why is this a why is this alive for subs only? That's so weird. Hold on, let me try and fix this real quick. Sub only, sub only chats off. Boom. Okay, let me know. Let me know. See if you guys can comment. Let me see. I think I yo. Finally, finally. The problem has been fixed. We fixed it, people. We've uh, we finally fixed the problem. Hello, Cassie. Hello, Bethard. Hello, Kayla. Hello, Buzzed. Hello, Shedkurta. Hello, Tony. Hello, Nessa805. There you go. Hello, people. Yes. 
Now we're talking. Now we can have a live. Now we can have a pod that's done live. Yes, sir. Thank you, Brittany, very much. We're back, baby. Oh, my God. That's such a nice feeling. Thank you for letting me know that. I did not know that. I don't remember ever turning that on. Um, finally, because I was like, I was like, look, I don't have like a million people in this live chat, but I mean, usually if I tell anyone who follows me for what I do, that I'm doing a tour, there's usually like one or two people who are like, that's great. Are you going to come to Berlin? And I was just like, this is so strange. I keep communicating and nobody is responding. That's never happened. Even sometimes they just say like, Hey, and then they leave the chat. I was very surprised by that. So thank you for letting me fix that. Thank you for helping me fix that. Um, Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So <laughs> for those just, yeah, exactly. Thank you for the questions now. So I will go on tour with music or comedy. I missed that earlier. This will be a comedy tour. So it's, it's like a variety show. This is what I did back uh, last month at this live event in, um, at the Miller club here in Munich. I it's, it's mostly stand up comedy. So it's like a storytelling, you know, it's, it's jokes, but it's based on my real life. It's stories about my, Im about my immigrant life here and uh, with a lot of jokes, it's very silly and funny and talks about, you know, my expat experiences, so to say. And then there is a little music in between. So it's a bit of both. So if you guys live, you know, near Hamburg, near Berlin, near Munich, um, when we announce this tour officially, make sure to get your tickets. Uh, Buzzed Fantasia says, the silence was too ambiguous. That's what I thought, too. That's what I thought, too. It felt so weird. It felt so weird because usually, even though it's not like a gazillion people in here, somebody's writing something. Stuck in my room says, how's your day? Better now, I'll tell you that. Uh, let's see. We look alike, guy. Hello, bro. We kind of look alike. You know, if your profile name had not been... I feel like, are you the guy I always see who on my FYP who takes a screenshot of the person in the live and just like gently alters the image so that you look just like the person? If so, congrats to you. And I feel honored that you chose me. Uh, stuck in my room. Are you in Bavaria? Yes. So as I've mentioned, I'm in, I'm based in Munich and yes. So congratulations. Betty, I, I gave never made peace with you speaking this English. But, oh, I have never made peace with you speaking this English. I'm sorry, Betty. That's just how it is. Um, DJ, glad to catch you live. Love your videos. Thanks so much. Brittany, our travel and life in Germany. By the way, guys, if you're in this chat and you don't know exactly this channel, Travel and Life in Germany, uh, go check it out. It's a good friend of mine, a wonderful American named Brittany. She has actually been a guest on this show before, uh, on this podcast, when it's, you know, <laughs> better produced and more entertaining. Uh, she's been a guest, so go check out um, that episode for sure, and make sure to give her a follow. Bethan says, I have my German class tonight. What level are you? Because I feel like I'm going to be continuously stuck probably at B1 until I die. Uh, Becca, have you been to Kempton? Of course, of course. I haven't done, uh, to be fair, I've done one live musical performance. I think the place was called the Sky Room. I have the poster around here somewhere. Um, Sky Room, maybe? Um, a really nice, like, top floor bar venue at the top of this tall building. Um, and plus I know the town. I I've been there several times, but not to perform. Just that one time for music. Um... 
but you probably know a good friend of mine who performs in the big room there in Kempton all the time, Maxi Schaffroth. Schaffroth? Schaffroth? You probably know him. Uh, uh, Neze805. I'm just going to call you Nessie, like Loch Ness, my friend. Nessie says you should also come to Cologne. Okay, so this is, this is important to mention here. You should also come to Cologne. Earlier on, before you guys could write anything, I did mention I have a small, the first leg of a tour coming later this year. And the rest of that leg is coming in early spring. I know I'm going to have to repeat this many, 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 many times the next year, but Cologne will be on that next leg. So definitely just um, stay tuned. Becca, Sky Hotel. I think that's it. Yeah. Bethan says, dude, I'm 17. I suck at languages, been doing it for only a few weeks. Well, suck at languages. So, I mean, you're 17. It seems like your English is fine. How many languages do you speak already? Because if you speak more than one, then you're doing better than me. Becca, I'm in the UK. You're in the UK, but you know Kempton Sky Hotel. I didn't expect that to turn out that way. Brogan says, studying German for my trip this summer and your videos give me hope that I won't be that American. Let me tell you something, Brogan. I have had that fear. I've had that concern. And sometimes I still find myself, in a sense, becoming that person. And it's so exhausting. It's so draining to really like feel that for years, in a sense, you're fighting against that intuition to, to not be that stereotype. And then you find yourself in moments just... Like, for example, if I go to Berlin, I do not try German. It's kind of a curse because I've studied enough. I've practiced enough. I've gotten my certificates and such and whatnot. And then I go to Berlin for a, a, a visit or for or whatever to see friends. And then I go to a cafe and someone might say like, you know, hello, um, um, you know, um, was möchten Sie gern? Um, wie, kann, wie kann ich Ihnen helfen? You know, whatever. And then I'm like, um, I would like a flat white. Um, and can I get uh, the ham and cheese panini, please? It's so ridiculous that I could go there and I could just say like, ich hätte gern, you know. Um, but it's, I go to Berlin and I'm like, oh, everybody speaks English here. What am I worried about? I think if I had never come to Munich, I would know even less German than I know now. And that's saying something, okay? Your skin is glowing, sis. Oh, you're too kind. You're too kind. Thank you very much. Um, love your content. Are you American or German? Oh, someone's a little late to the party. Monica, Monica, you're so late to the party. Someone can let her know. Somebody can let Monica know. Let's see here. Bethan, I can speak English, some Welsh, and learning German. I do appreciate that you differentiated between English and Welsh. They are quite different. However, German is definitely still, you know, quite a thorn in one's side who comes from English originally, you know. Um... German is just like, sorry, excuse me. German is really unfair uh, and it's a challenge. And that's why I also find myself uh, supporting so many online language schools and language apps. And, you know, whenever I get the opportunity to work with a company who um, helps people learn a language 
and they want to do a partnership for a company or, or they want to do a partnership for a video, I mean, or for an event or something. I feel very um, happy to be a part of that because it's also, I mean, it's first off, it's very, very much a uh, part of connected to my audience, very, very much part of like my niche or whatever. But also it's like, I get benefit codes too, and I can hop back in stuff too. And it's really also, you know, motivating for me. Not that I've taken them up on it yet, but I could, I I could, I, and that's the most important part. (laughs) Uh, Isabella says, I'm from Brazil and currently living in Germany. I've met so many Brazilian people living in Germany in the past few years. I think I've met more Brazilian people in Germany than I have met in my life. Um, ALX says, I love your take on German life in Bavaria. I'm from there and feel like it's so different here. Uh, I don't know where you are based now, but I can guarantee you wherever you are based now is a millennia different from Bavaria. Bavaria, it's like its own code. It's like, uh, Bavaria is like, uh, being inside of a, of a pretzel laced matrix where you are drowning in butter dialect and very tasty beer, but you cannot swim out of it. It is the quicksand of German states. And no matter how much, how much you can uh, be frustrated by, no matter how much you can be thankful for also about it, it is a conundrum in itself, and it is definitely different from wherever else you are living. Promise. Facts. Okay? Be- buzzed Aphantasia. Yikes to the pursuing connection. Da-da-da. Oh, isn't that where we're doing? I I don't know if that was meant for me. I'm not sure. I think I lost some messages there in between. Liz, I'm so grateful my dad is German and he's always spoken German with me. This is so essential. This is so essential, honestly. If you have uh, like mixed nationality parents of any kind at all, it is so beneficial for the kids. It is so beneficial. It's so important. It is like an unbelievable game changer. I, you know, I used to work at um, a Grundschule, like a little elementary school here in Munich. And I would meet kids who were, you know, they'd be six, seven, eight, and they would have, a, you know, uh, they'd be learning German in school, would speak a little German, you know, with their friends already because they grow up here. But they'd like have a little German, but be able to perfectly understand and respond to me, whatever, in uh, English, and then, like, mom would show up, and they'd speak Arabic, and then dad would show up, and they'd speak, you know, Spanish, or, you know, Finnish, or something, and it's like, come on, this kid's seven years old, and he speaks more languages than I will ever learn in my life. Like, I'm barely getting by with German, and I meet these kids who are, like, seven, eight years old, they're like, oh, you know, of course, I speak Cantonese, I speak, you know, uh, Spanish, I speak, um, you know, uh, French and English, and yeah, you know, German, yeah, I'm okay with German, and then they say something in German that's fluent. I'm so jealous of those kids. I wish so badly that they had incorporated Spanish into schools the way that German schools incorporate English. I have yet to meet well, that's not totally true. I would say it's incredibly rare to meet a German who cannot speak at least some English. Yes, a lot of them are better than others. 
just like anywhere else in the world. You will have some who can speak it better than others. But it's very rare to meet anyone who cannot speak it at all. Um, and I just wish that they had done that with Spanish in my school. I just wish they would have done that. Learning German as an adult for the last year has been the hardest thing I have ever done. Carrie, I can, I, my heart goes out to you. I can absolutely understand that. I you have all my sympathies. Learning a language like German as an adult is very difficult. It does not matter if you have a German partner. It does not matter if you enjoy learning. You know, that's part of it, sure. But if you like going into a language like German at an adult age, especially when you're someone like me who does not have that side of their brain like on full force, you know, I'm a, you know, loosey-goosey creative kind of person. Sure, I have my, you know, whatever it is, left or right brain, I don't know. That, of course, that side, you know, gets fired up sometimes about some things, but it's just not the primary half of my brain. And when it comes to learning a language, especially like German, it just takes a smoke break. It lies down. It rests. It just turns in its two weeks notice uh, two weeks ahead of time. It just shuts off. I just don't have the capacity. And uh, of course, I can speak some and I have my certificates and I've done my work. And of course, but I will always have been able to learn more. But it's just like you have to really want to. You have to really want to. And a lot of people have enough exhausting things going on in their life. A lot of people have enough exhausting things going on in their life that they just don't want to push past that barrier that a lot of people get stuck at. And it's understandable. It ain't easy. It ain't easy. But I can guide you guys towards certain um, uh, language apps and, and online schools and stuff. So uh, let me know if you guys need suggestions for that. Let's see. Been living here for eight months and I don't... Uh, let's see. Been living here for eight months and I... under. Oh, sorry. It went too fast. I have been living here for eight months and I understand almost everything, but I rarely speak it. Yeah, I'm kind of... I'm. I mean, eight months. You've been living here for eight months and you understand almost everything... I'm sorry. Are, I'm sorry. Is that a, like a humble brag? Yeah, I've been living here for like, I don't know, like eight months or whatever. And like, I pretty much understand everything, but I rarely speak it. Dude, I've been here eight years. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you on? You're like, yeah, I've been here for like, I don't know, less than a year. And I pretty much understand everybody. Pretty tough. Pretty tough. Like, you're fine. You're good. Just keep doing what you're doing and stop complaining. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, let's see. If the German oh no, I missed it. It was too fast. Oh no, I missed it. Oh, if the German culture is to learn English, do they consume American media in English? This is a big problem I have with Germany. Um one of the handful, if you haven't been keeping up. Um, but, you know, whatever. Uh, they, some do, some do. Some people, of course, do, yes. But the majority, the average consumer at home of a certain age, does not. And 
They only watch things dubbed. And that's tough. When you meet people who are like, oh, I've never seen, let's just say, for example, I've never seen Friends in original language. That's how Chandler sounds. For me, that's like, you need, you need to pump the brakes. You need, you need to put down the, you need to put down the Lebeke Semo and you need to take a breath and realize what you're saying to me. You've never heard, like, it's so crazy to me that, uh, a, like, a lot, I mean, at least in Bavaria, for sure, but like a majority of Germans grew up with this, you know, hyper, hyper high quality ARD dubbing of most television shows. And it sounds you know, what's the word I'm looking at, what I'm thinking of? It's like, it sounds inauthentic. It sounds, oh, like fabricated. You know, it sounds like plastic and highly compressed and like super in your face. And it just, it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. So if they, um, they, they absorb the media and some do, of course, watch it in English, especially at a certain age. They're like, we got to switch out. This is so much better in English. The jokes are better. I think the hardest thing to translate are jokes. Like when you start dubbing television shows and dubbing movies and you have a, the comedy of something like Larry David, even, even as digestible as something like Friends, forget Seinfeld. Like you, there, like there is something about humor that is so difficult to translate, especially from English to German. Of course, it happens in other languages as well. But I've noticed that like some Germans will see a show and just not think that it's that funny, which is an opinion that's fine. If somebody doesn't like something, okay, that's fine, I guess. But just because they're like, oh, well, you know, this, I'm like, well, did you watch? You didn't think that was funny? Oh, no. Well, did you watch it uh, in original language? No, we watched it in German. We can't be friends anymore. We just can't. We just can't. Uh, let me catch up here on the new massages. Uh, yeah, you need to know the people and the lifestyle. German humor is so dark and strange. Stromberg? Hey, Stromberg's great. I'm not saying... Look, let me be clear. I'm not saying... Let me be clear. I'm not saying that Germans aren't funny. They can be super funny. Um, they can't. They're not always, but they can't. Um, it's just about the consumption of American media in dubbed German that bothers me because it's losing the authenticity. If any country watches a show dubbed, um, I understand that it's a necessity. A lot of people just don't, you know, it's just the thing. It's a generational thing, but it just, you know, loses that like I've seen so many random episodes in like a, in hotels and stuff. I've seen so many episodes of the Simpsons dubbed in German. And I just think like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not Homer Simpson's voice. That is not it. Yeah, exactly. The Simpsons. Yeah. It's horrible when the original actor has an accent, then dubbed German, the accent is gone. Sure. Exactly. It loses the authenticity of the actor who has portrayed that show. It is crazy. Um, you understand it's unbelievable in many ways. Yeah, it just, you know, and it's interesting too. I've noticed this phenomenon about German media where Germans will speak German in their media. Let's say it's, let's say it's like a cell phone advertisement. Germans will speak German on their ad for a German ad 
And then you will hear, I mean, maybe it's more people who have worked in film and and audio and stuff. I get that maybe not everybody understands this, but what drives me crazy is hearing that they have done the recording on the set and then they have gone into the studio after everything's being edited and they have gone back into a small booth and and said their whole like, ich hätte gern, da, da, da. And then they have dubbed themselves. So the audio is like this crazy, like hyper-fabricated, hyper-unreal, like AI-generated version of themselves just because they're like, they're used to hearing dubbed uh, foreign media in this manner. So for them, it's like, oh, but it's, it's got to be high quality. If we're going to do this advertisement in high quality, then we have to, um, you know, dub ourselves and make sure it's um, nice and clean. Many ads are used all over Europe, but dubbed Kinda, for example. No, for sure. For sure. If, if an ad is in any other language, I understand the necessity. It's easier. And it makes sense. People can hear, they can still hear the ad in the background if they're doing the dishes and the TV is on. I get the point. But what I'm saying is, if you're, it, it'd be like if I was doing a commercial for, let's say, this wonderful beer opener uh, pizza slice. It'd be like if I was doing an ad for this and I said something like, make sure to buy this wonderful, um, you know, can, you know, bottle opener pizza slice. It's my favorite thing in the world. But instead of hearing it like you just heard it, you see me doing the action, but I would have gone in the studio after the fact and been like, buy this wonderful pizza slice of color. It's a wonderful thing to buy. You know, like you're like, that's not how he doesn't, he looks like he would be louder and higher pitched the way he's saying it. But you know that he went back in the studio and, you know, did it very quietly and perfectly in a controlled situation. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's a part of the culture that I just cannot grasp that I just cannot understand. Um, Bronze, great. Thank you for the nice message. Uh, Monica says, it sounds ridiculous. Germans wanting to sound more English to sound popular. What do you guys think about, um, what do you guys think about German bands who sing in English? Sometimes they sound British. Sometimes they try to sound American. Sometimes they sound German. Uh, I'm really curious because I know some German acts who sing German, uh, of course, but that's, you know, that's normal. But I've heard some German acts singing in English, and sometimes it really rubs me the wrong way. I don't know how uh, how else to say it. Um, let's see here. Let me just answer a message real quick. Uh, let's see here. Do you plan to stay in Germany forever? That's a tough idea. Um... That's a tough idea to, I mean, if you, okay, let's, to to make it easier on myself, I would say right now in this moment, yes, most likely I will still have like my main home in Germany. I could see that. I could imagine that. Um, But I've also learned as I've gotten older to accept the truth of that anything can and will change. So... You know, if I say to myself now, yes, I can imagine living in Germany forever, I also have to accept the truth that maybe in two years or less, I could get to a point in my in my life where I say, I can I can't stay here. Or like, oh, I have work that can draw me to the UK or that can draw me back to the States. Uh, maybe I go home for a visit and decide I can't leave. I can't leave here. It's just, it's just I can't leave. 
um, it's possible. I think it's, it's a cliche thing to say, but like, um, the only consistent thing, like the only consistent thing is change, you know? Um, the only constant, that's the expression. The only constant is change. And I completely agree. I think that's like my most, uh, that is one expression, one philosophy that I have found myself, um, believing wholeheartedly more than absolutely anything else. Um, the only constant is change. I mean, you think about, um, you know, eight years ago or whatever, I, uh, definitely did not think I would be in Germany this long. I did not think that I would have like a, you know, pretty permanent living situation here. I didn't think about how my life would have planned out. I didn't know that I would be making a living doing comedy because my, my main focus and goal for my whole life was music. So the, like things just change and they happen when they're supposed to. And you kind of have to just get to a point mentally and, you know, spiritually to a point where you can accept the fact that things are going to happen. Things are going to affect you that you cannot predict. And the, and the only way that you can survive and digest that kind of change is that you accept and have the forethought to know it is going to change. And if you understand that it will change in whatever context, a little bit, a lot, then you'll, you'll get by. So yeah, to answer that question in a simpler way, right now, yes, I can imagine I'll be in Germany forever. Let's see how it goes. Let's see, you know, let's see what happens. Um, let's see here. What kind of workers is Germany looking for, if any? I know they love their engineers. So if you're an engineer, I'm sure you'll be fine. Um, I lived in Germany while I was in the army. Loved it there. Would love to visit. I've met a lot of people who live on military bases here from different parts of Germany. And it's interesting because... Um, from what I've seen, a lot of American military bases are really a, like a pure slice of America dropped in, <laughs> in the center of some town in Germany. It looks so crazy. Um, oh, you didn't, okay, you didn't live on base. Okay, so you, you saw and experienced real Germany, yeah. Um, but a lot of people that I've, I know a lot of people who, who live on military bases and uh, whenever I FaceTime them or have Zoomed them for whatever reason, it's crazy to see like, oh, that's a pretty American doorknob. That's an American window, you know, because you get used to things being different. Europe has different doorknobs, different, you know, window handles, little small things you wouldn't think about being different. But then you you see it and you're like, that's an American wall. You know, it's just it's very small things. Um, let's see. I'll do a few more minutes here and then I have to call it and see if I missed any good questions here. It's great if you can tolerate people. There isn't a... There isn't a millennial slash Gen X that knows any German bands besides Rammstein. Um, yeah, I guess that's fair. I guess that's fair. I don't really know a lot of German bands, to be honest. I, I mean, I know like Anna and my Kanterite, and I know Giant Rooks. I mean, I know people I know personally, like Elena Rude or Cosma Joy, but they're more like, they're doing something else. I don't know. There's something, I wouldn't be like, that's that German act. I'd just be like, these are these, you know, talented women. I don't know. Um, Greeks are the complete opposite of Germans. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty easy to be the opposite of a German. Like Germans are like this one clear thing most of the time. Most of the time, of course. I don't want to make any too broad blanket statements, but um, 
that's pretty easy to be different. <laughs> Hi, Poison Gold. Uh, how you choose Germany city? Wait, knowing it's moving too fast. Uh, the quality of life is very good compared to other places, especially you. That's the thing too. The quality of life is just, it's just, it's, it's pretty different. <laughs> you know, like I feel protected. Munich is a, an extremely safe city, extremely, extremely safe city. And I don't take that for granted, you know. Gunner, thanks for the nice words, man. I'm really happy you like my content. Um, here in Heidelberg, and I never plan to leave. Um, yeah, I mean, sometimes people just get, no matter where you move to or where you end up being as an adult, sometimes you just get settled and you find more comfort in the fact that you're settled than even where you are. You find a way to adapt to where you are because of the fact of feeling settled uh, faster, you know. It, it's interesting. It's um the only constant is change. However, the only truths in life are death and taxes, baby. <laughs> Let's see. I'll finish it with this question. How is the experience of watching the American election from the outside? Really, uh, really fascinating, troubling, um, more fear-inducing than I thought it would have been. But I remember watching Trump do his, his inaugural address in Germany and thinking to myself that I was about to see for the first time, I really thought for the first time, I'm about to see like a presidential candidate um, be, you know, I thought <coughs> that I might see like a violent thing happen, you know, on TV. I really thought like this can't be happening. People will be so outraged by this, that something's something like is going to happen here. And it didn't. And it was so shocking uh, on its own as an event of history to see that. And I remember um, from, you know, from then through the pandemic, just like this shock of like w the world, feeling the world change from a distant perspective, like seeing the chaos, keep keeping up with like my news organizations, keeping up with like, you know, comedy, you know, political things that I, I watch now and then seeing things change, but feeling a little bit disconnected from it, thinking about my brother or my, my parents, like, um, thank you for the heart guys. Um, like seeing the things be affected to a point where I could sympathize or wonder about people that I knew and loved. Um, but still having this distance of like, well, it's not going to happen here. And then seeing that presidential, um, his presidential, uh, presidential effect, um, having that effect hit Europe and really being scared, like, well, what's going to happen next, you know? So, um, really interested what's going to happen this year. And yeah, watching it from the outside is somehow now a, almost a little scarier because when you're in the country where it's happening, you feel very in touch and very involved in living here. I feel like I have no power in whatever happens there and it will eventually affect here. And that's really crazy. Um, <clears throat> Cessna, just for you, she says, can I, can I just say engineer before you go most accurate thing <laughs> in your videos? Uh, sure. So guys, I'm going to say goodbye with this. Thank you so much for being in the live. Thanks for the likes. Thanks for the gifts. Thanks for being here. Um, I'll double check my comments next time to make sure you can ask questions earlier. Like I said, I have a little tour coming up at the end of this year. Stay tuned. Follow me here. Follow me on Instagram if you want. Uh, thank you so much for all your support. I love you guys. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> my German... Uh, my German alter ego would say that he's an ingenieur. He's an ich ich bin ein ingenieur. Thanks, guys. All right, love you. Bye, bye.
Artsy Farsi Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prince und Moritz Badscheider, produziert für M94.5. Thank you.